0: Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars' daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, May 27th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The team with the best record in baseball calls Kansas City home. That's right, the Royals woke up Tuesday with the game's best mark by percentage points, and what a change of scenery that is. Over the past few seasons, the Royals have gotten off to such a dreadful start, hanging out at the bottom of the AL Central standings, just right out of the gate. This year's different. The first full month of the season's almost over and the Royals are having one of their best Aprils ever. On today's show, columnist Sam Mellinger and I discuss the Royals, what's gone right, and what could be better. And in the end, Lynn Worthy, who was traveling from Detroit to Pittsburgh, where the Royals take on the Pirates tonight, he joins the conversation to update us on the Salvador Perez thumb injury. So let's get started talking Royals on a program that started as a Sports Beat Live. Hey, good morning from Kansas City, home of the team with baseball's best record. And welcome to Sports Beat Live. You know, in the history of this show, we have never said that Kansas City had the best record in baseball until today. Okay, the show started in February, but still, but still, you know, um, listen, if the show had started any time after the 2015 season, we wouldn't have been able to say that. So 14 and 7, the Royals have the Second best start in their history. And as I read in a Lynn Worthy story posted on KansasCity.com today, the Royals waited until mid-May in each of the last three seasons to record their 14th victory. So, hey, let's uh, let's start by thanking the University of Kansas Medical System for their sponsorship of this program and introduce our guest, Singular. <laughs> hey Sam. You know,
1: I love you, Blair. I'm always here.
0: Yeah, yeah, you are, man, and I really appreciate it. We think Lynn Worthy's going to be here too. Lynn is um, working right now. In fact, <laughs> as as we're talking, he's talking to Mike Matheny, Royals manager, and uh, so we'll uh, we'll hopefully get the sort of the latest uh, on on Royals baseball when when Lynn joins us. Um, let's uh, hey, this show is all about you, so send us your questions and comments uh, on the Royals. The hottest team in Major League Baseball, Sam. Uh, a week ago, uh, when we were sitting here with this fine program, chatting about the Royals, they were they were good. They had a they had a winning record and were were um, were, were looking okay. That night, Hanser Alberto finished the game on the mound for the Royals against uh, against the Tampa Rays and Tampa Bay Rays, and so they lost their second straight to. Uh, to the Rays in, in ugly fashion. Keller started that game and and, and didn't get it, it didn't get out of the second inning. And I just thought, okay, here we go. Uh, it, it was it's been fun, you know. We <laughs> the good times uh, are over for the Royals, and then. They pick up a, a really good win the following night against the Rays, where the Rays scored one in the – was it the ninth? I think it's the ninth, not the tenth, but one in the top of the ninth. The Royals scored two in the bottom of the ninth to win by one, and that started the five-game winning streak they're on now. They go to Detroit and win four in a row. So they're 14-7. and seven. They have the best record in Major League Baseball and um, – there are things that they can still improve upon, but there are also a lot of things that are going their way as well. Just what are your? Give me some general thoughts about this this team and what's going on.
1: If if, if they could play the Tigers the rest of the season, um, <laughs> I have different <laughs> things to say. Uh, God, the Tigers are a mess, uh, just an absolute mess. But um, we like to focus on the Royals in this show. Yeah. Um, I mean. <laughs> They're a hard group to figure out at this point in the season because it's only what twenty-one games, Um, but twenty-one games ain't nothing, you know. And 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 I think when they win, I don't think they're lucky, you know. It it doesn't seem they don't they don't win on luck, but their run differential is is plus four. They are more games over five hundred than their run differential, you know, and. (laughs) you know, comparison's sake, I think the Dodgers are plus thirty. And, you know, historically, uh, for whatever it matters or whatever people, you know, care about numbers, you know, usually your your run differential is a pretty good indication of of who you are going forward. And um, if you're underperforming, then you'll probably get better. If you're overperforming, you'll probably come down. But I, I think that the Royals are gonna be a team that outperforms, you know, their run differential for a lot of reasons. Um, some of it is situational. I think that they can uh, manufacture runs in a way, you know, they're, they're not sitting back. They've got some power, you know, they definitely, you know, Carlos Santana and Jorge Soler are two of the best power hitters, you know, in the American league. Um, but they also manufacture. And, you know, I think that comes into play in, in one run games. And and I love the way that they're using their bullpen and they've got a deep bullpen that I think, you know, can again, outperform sort of the, the overall run differential. So it, it's a, it's a really confident, really confident group. I mean, I, I, you can hear that in in the way that they talk. Um, but you know, I think more importantly, you can, you can see it in the way that they play. That's it. And then they should be, they should be confident. I think, you know, that race series, I think I'm going to remember that race series all season. And, and I think I'll remember it, whether the Royals win the division wild card, fall out of it, whatever. And because I I think what we saw in that game, those first two games that you mentioned, Blair, um, if the Royals don't play clean, they're going to have a really hard time beating a decent opponent. Um, you know, they, they had four errors, I think, in one of those games and three in the other. Maybe it was three and two and and also some plays that just didn't get made that should have got made that that weren't errors. And and they just, I mean, they got worked in those first two games. And then and then the third game, they also weren't clean defensively, but that relentlessness, you know, um, came through. And that's a trait that we've seen in good Royals teams before. Right. Not too long ago. So I, I think we, we saw like the good and the bad of, of who the Royals can be just all wrapped up in that series.
0: You know, in that in those first two games against the Rays, uh, Whit Merrifield had the worst game defensively he's ever had, he said. Right. Um, uh, I think he had two errors in, in, in one of the games. And, and, he couldn't and they, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Exactly. And that was also the game where Santana just missed the pop up. Right. Didn't didn't bounce off his glove. He just never, never hit his glove. Yep. And and that uh, that led to, to to more runs for Tampa. So you're right, it, it, but this team is good defense, so good defensively. They're not great, but they're above average defensively. That w- when they have moments like that, it's noticeable. It's really noticeable, yeah. and it it leads to you know le- leads to you know it's it's something they they find difficult to overcome, especially against a team as good as the you know the defending American League champion. Um, a good couple. I want to go back to a couple of other things that you said. So the Royals win on um, Monday afternoon, by the way, digging the noon starts, uh, yes. by the way, weekday, weekday baseball. Love it. All, all of them. Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I'm even okay with these five thirty games. We're going to see the next two nights uh, yeah. with the pirates. So, but, uh, so they went three to two in on, on, uh, on Monday. Uh, Keller Gets him through six. I mean, it it was it was a struggle, but he but he got him through. We'll talk a little bit more about Keller here in a moment. But they get to the bullpen, which has been really good for the Royals. And and what does uh, Barlow do? He comes in and walks the first two guys he faces in the seventh, and then strikes out three in a row. Um, Holland gives up a triple to open the eighth, yeah. and and leaves them stranded. So they did face some stress in that game. And you know, you're right about the Tigers. What a woe is me you know, organization they are, at least for this series. They came into the series having had some success. They went to Houston and swept the series. So, uh, but but look, that's that's monumental for the Royals to win four in a row on the road. I believe, first of all, it's never happened in Detroit. I think that's right. And sweeping four-game series doesn't happen often for, for the Royals. I, I forgot what those numbers were that uh, that the Royals put out, but it's just, you know, it was really... Kind of unicornish, <laughs> the, yeah. the fact that they went on the road to, to win four in a row and now they look to keep it going at Pittsburgh uh, the next two nights. but so winning winning three to two on Monday means they've improved to six and oh in one run games and they extended that incredible streak that they have of winning the the winning streak they have leading after seven is it seven innings? Uh, it's up to like 56 or 57. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it's amazing. Uh, by far the longest such streak in baseball. But they've got a couple other uh, statistics that you're you know, that I think reasonable people can uh, can conclude are not gonna keep up, you know. Danny Duffy's 039 ERA is not gonna keep up. Uh, my God, it'd be terrific if it did. Uh, but but I don't think that's gonna I don't think that's gonna happen. There's a couple more like that as well. So um, Given that, don't you think there's going to be a little bit of revert to the mean here for, for the Royals in some of these areas? Yeah. I mean, I think that,
1: um, y- yes, uh, it, it, there's some guys overperforming. I don't think, you know, Carlos Santana, I think, is is a good player. I don't know that he's going to, you know, be slugging 486 for the entire season, you know. Um, and, you know, you, you mentioned Duffy um you know there's some other like Josh Stomont's gonna give up more than you know he, he's been unbelievable he's gonna give up he, he's gonna have a higher than an 0. 075 ERA uh, you know there, there's some stuff like that but I guess what I'm one of the things I'm thinking about is you know they, they need to play better you know when I'm talking about like the run differential not matching up in the record they they need to play better but these wins count you don't have to give the wins back because your run differential isn't very high. So it's better to be 14 and 7 at this point than, you know, um, what would it be? 11 and 10 would probably be, you know, their their right. expected record with with that run differential. But the thing is, I think they can be better than they've been. Um, you know, there's some guys we talked about, Duffy and Stomont and some, you know, whatever. But Hunter Dozier has not done anything. I mean, he hit two home runs um, in a week, right? Like, were they both in Detroit?
0: Well, I know the one he hit on Sunday was a big was a big one. Yeah. Um, So uh, put he tied it or put him ahead, but uh, that that ended up being a significant. I always, you know, it's a big game when he's talking with Joel after he's the guy talking with Joel after the game. So I don't know if both of them came in Detroit, but but one of them did and It was a big one.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, his his on base. I'm just looking at it on the baseball reference page. His on base is below 200. His is below 300. Um, He's better than that. You know, I mean, he's just – he's going to hit better than it. Andrew Benintendi, um, you know, who had a great game in one of the – you know, the diving catch and the home run. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what day that was, maybe Friday. But anyway, um, uh, you know, he, he's going to hit better than he's hit. Jorge Soler, you know, hasn't really gotten going. Um, is going to play <laughs> at some point. And, and I know, like, what people think as soon as his name comes up, and, and I get it, Um, but he instantly makes them – uh faster better defensively you know more talented more dangerous uh, you know brad keller um there's something you know we, you said we we're going to talk about him i mean there's there's a lot to get into with him um but my, my my point is when when i'm talking about the run differential needs to be better they need to be playing better to you know maintain their record uh their win percentage or even close to it um, but the next breath of that is that they're fully capable of doing that. Not, not, I'm not guaranteeing that they will, you know, I don't know that this is a 97 win team or whatever. Uh, But I I do think they've got a lot of interesting pieces. They believe in each other. I think Mike Matheny is, is the right guy for this moment um, for this group. And uh, you know, there, there's some stuff to believe in for sure with this group.
0: Uh, Mike Matheny, who's uh, with that four game sweep and five game uh, winning streak has improved his record as a Royals manager to 40 and 41. So, they win today he'll be a 500 manager for the Royals and there haven't been many of those in the history of of the Royals Ned Yost didn't finish his Royals tenure uh over 500 he was because of those 100 lost seasons in his you know his last couple he he finished well below 500 but uh well, well. speak in the playoffs though. He might tell you <laughs> 22 and nine, the best winning percentage for a manager in major yeah. league history for like a minimum of 30 games or something. Yeah, that's right. And that's kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, Hey, so you, you mentioned Al- Alberto Mondesi, and it looks like, uh, his prognosis isn't improving. He's going to be, in fact, I think I read in, in the Mellinger minutes that he's only kind of at the halfway point maybe of his absence wow come on right
1: yeah nick Nick kenny went on um who i think does a great job um and i think he shoot 610 i think it was 610 Uh, i hope i don't get that wrong because i know there's some feelings there um but he he went on 610 uh recently and said that he he thought it was a six to eight week injury um and and you know assuming that's the case that's mid to late may um you know that's that's around may 13th i think would be exactly six weeks and then what the twenty seventh then would be exactly eight weeks, um, so I mean it, it's frustrating, um, you know that that he keeps getting hurt, and um, especially an oblique. Those, those are the kinds of things, you know, the soft tissue, um, you know, that that kind of keep coming up a little bit. You know, when, when he dislocated his shoulder, you go, okay, well, whatever, you know that that's that's kind of a different deal, freak deal, but obliques you just wonder about, and uh, I think they're doing the right thing. Um, you know, my understanding is that they want him to be. 100% healed, you know, not 95% healed. Um, and I think that's the that's the the right way to go about it. So um, you know, yeah, I mean, when I talk about Mondesi hasn't played, he's not gonna play tomorrow. Um, but you know, it, they've got this guy, you know, like, I just think about it like this. And maybe this is a weird way to think about it. But if the Royals traded for somebody with Mondesi's talent in the middle of May, it'd be a huge deal in Kansas city. You know what I mean? Like we, we, we talk about that on this nope. fine program and others, um, for, for a long time. So, you know, th- there's some more coming, you know, and, uh, you know, some of that, that's going to, again, that just defensively, they're good right now. You know, if you just go around the diamond, um, I think Nicky Lopez, I've been impressed with him at shortstop. I don't know about what, what no, you-
0: we're going to, we're going to talk Nicky Lopez. That's next. Uh, yeah. let's, let's do it. I mean, he, Yeah. I, I mean, you talk about above the mean, Uh, Who who expected this from Nicky, especially after the spring training that was so poor for him that he was on his way to Omaha slash alternate site? You know, he was he was gone until the oblique injury hit Mondesi. And talk about a guy taking full advantage of this opportunity. It's it's Nicky Lopez.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's um, it's an oversimplification, but I mean, he's through 21 games. Been what the Royals thought he would be, you know, before last season and before that, you know, when he was when he was coming up, which is, you know, basically uh, not a guy that you're necessarily going to win because of, you know, not not necessarily like a star ceiling, um, but a really good player and, and a guy that can start and be important for a championship type club. And, and you know, and the way he does that is contact, um, you know, th- that was the biggest thing with him. Um, I, I thought like last year when he was struggling in the year before. Um, you know when he was coming up, I remember J.J. Piccolo told me, and I'm sure he said it to other people, uh, but he thought Nicky Lopez was the best contact hitter that they had ever had in their system since since they had wow been. wow and and that just went away when 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 he got up and some of the, you know big league pitchers are really freaking good and and hitting is hard um, but he needs to do that you know and and it's we can talk about the walk rate but to me it's like the strikeouts like if, if he's not striking out that's his game and he's not striking out that much now and
0: and, and neither is the team i mean they i think they're second in either the al or baseball in fewest fewest strikeouts per game so yeah that, and,
1: and and another thing i'm sorry but like uh he is almost even his walks and strikeouts Nikki lopez it's uh 6 walks 7 strikeouts and and that's that's the kind of player he needs to be and he'll get some breaks you know that triple that <laughs> that, that bounced yeah. over uh the, the first baseman the other day but that's what you that's we saw teams get good breaks because they put the ball in play a lot in 2014 and 15, right? Like that's, that's a thing that, 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 that happens. And I've also been really impressed with him um, defensively at shortstop. I, I, you know, I just wondered, um, you know, when, when he had to shift over when Monty got hurt, you know, it's a different position and that that he's a second baseman in the big leagues for a reason and not a shortstop, you know what I mean? But the arms there, um, you know, he made kind of a bad throw, um, was it yesterday that, that play at the plate where, where Salvi got hurt, you know, hit the ground, you know, that, that, that needs to be up, but um, you know, he, he's played the position really well. Um, and I know that, that this part of it is an oversimplification, but um, if he just concentrates and he says it all the time in the third person, right? Like I just need to be Nicky Lopez and <laughs> that, that's what I need to do. And if that, that means uh, again, contact, Line drives, ground balls even, that's great, but just, you know, no no walks or no strikeouts and take your walks when you can.
2: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
0: Go to your happy place for a happy price.
1: Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Kansas City Royals lineup is backed up by the region's strongest team in health care, the University of Kansas Health System. We both suit up one goal in
0: mind to win the University of Kansas Health System official health care provider of the Royals hey it's Blair we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage Please visit KansasCity.com slash sportsbeatkc offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. So, two other quick thoughts on Nicky Lopez. Um, you know, modesty does strike out a lot, so they're they're getting um, you know they're they're getting those they're not having those outs to deal with uh, the, yeah. the 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 uh, worthless outs when when you strike out. And the other thing that I really appreciate about Nicky Lopez, he can lay down a bunt, and and we have seen the value of that in some of these close games, right? I mean, it was he's been involved in a couple of late inning uh, rallies because of his ability to bunt, and we haven't seen that from the Royals really, even in their good years. Uh, that's just not part of the, the the Royals game. But you you know you bring Mike Matheny, a National League manager, over, and that's part of the game that's in the National League that you don't see as much. In the American League, and the Royals have utilized that to their their big advantage so far this year. Okay, you mentioned um, uh, the throw that Lopez made uh, that uh, that created the thumb injury for Salvador Perez. I didn't see the throw live, so um, uh, did did he one hop it? What was yeah, yeah,
1: he was just coming in on it. Was the right play to go home? um he, he was coming in on the i can't remember if it was a one or two hopper or whatever he was coming in kind of throwing off of one foot and um i mean that's out of character he's going to make that throw you know 98 out of 100 times or whatever just yeah hit the ground and Sal i mean he was fine like sal got it and picked him up and made the tag um you know and 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 to be clear i don't think that sal hurt his thumb because the throw hit the ground i mean he right. enough time to kind of field it and and make the tag but it's just it's Again, that's a play that he always makes, um, and it just kind of sticks out because he didn't. Right? It's uh, the Royals have had guys where you're not surprised when they make a bad throw. Uh, <laughs> it, know, this is not one of those.
0: <laughs> right, right. And and Salvi stayed in the game uh, for a little <laughs> while longer. Uh, in fact, when 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 Cam Gallagher came in, there was this, the speculation was it was on the throw, but nobody nobody knew for sure until um, until it was confirmed later by by the Royals. So, um, okay, well let's. So I said we're going to talk about Keller, and we might as well throw Mike Miner in there as well. These are the two royal starters that, uh, you know, listen. As, as a group, this is—they've been, been phenomenal. They just—they won a four-game series on the road and gave up five runs. Yeah. I mean, how, that's ridiculous, right? And um, uh, but so, but what what do we, uh, what's going on with with Brad Keller? And is there reason to believe? We're going to see a better version of him going forward.
1: Um, it's it's a weird deal, man. And it's it's kind of like one of those inkblot, te- inkblot tests with him. You can kind of see whatever you want with him right now. And I thought that start yesterday in Detroit was kind of low-key, very important for him, you know, to either get right against a bad team or, you know, if he struggles, you really got to think about you know, making a decision of, of, of some sort. Um, it's just it's a weird deal because uh, his makeup, like who he is, is pretty consistent. Everybody has bad starts, you know, um, but he's always been pretty consistent. Um, you know, just getting those ground balls, not the best swings. Um, he's healthy, you know, um, or at least it looks that way when you look at his velocity um, is, is even up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the movement on his pitches you know we can track everything now the movement on his pitches is normal um you know it's just it's it's mechanical and sometimes and he'll talk about this and others that are much smarter than me with pitching mechanics talked about it that you know sometimes his front side just comes open a little bit too quick and um the 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 rhythm you know uh, uh, you know uh, of his delivery is off a little bit and you know with a guy like that that doesn't have Degrom, you know, kind of stuff. um, You know, this much can make a big difference. You know, if he's on the black, he's getting it, and if he gets into the middle of the plate, it gets it hit hard. Um, You know what? To to be honest with you, like when um, when I watch him uh, struggle, I keep thinking he's tipping his pitches in some way uh, Mm -hmm. because he's good and he's throwing hard and he's got movement, and it just looks like guys are taking swings. That we haven't seen them take against him before, and now I mean a starter, to, starter two ago. I asked Mike Matheny about that, and he said that that was one of their first thoughts too, and that they investigated it and watched all the the tape and watched tape of both. Is he doing something? You know, is he in his glove differently when it's a breaking ball or whatever? And also looking at uh, when a guy's on second, you know, or right. is he on somewhere? You know, something like that. Um, and and they couldn't find anything you know they they were satisfied that that it wasn't that so it's it's just a, it's a, it's a weird deal because um he's been a lot better than what we see now look the the detroit the the detroit start um is yesterday right yeah. um you know you look at it and it was you know six innings uh two runs you'll take that you'll take that every day from him right um from anybody but god i think he had 10 base runners and right, you know right that, that was a pitch or two away from you know, sort of six runs in three innings. Um, but I, I did think the one thing that was maybe the most encouraging part about that, other than, you know, making the pitches when you have to, and that's competitiveness and, and confidence, which is, you know, something that you monitor when a guy's struggling um, and, and passed all those tests, obviously. But another one is um, uh, they put him back out in the sixth. And they they could have, you know, end on a high note after five, you know, we'll take it, good job, um, give it to the pen. And and they put him back out there as the bottom of the order. There were reasons for it. They, they were short on relievers um, after the previous few games, um, but he went out there and he performed there as well. And and I just I think confidence is an issue with him right now. And and I think that that was a big moment for him to kind of and something that he can build on going forward.
0: That's a, give Mike Matheny credit for that as yeah. well, right? I mean, I, I I agree. I totally expected when he got through the fifth, and it was a stressful fifth, as I recall, yeah. that okay. You know that we've, we've, you know, he he's going to leave. Um, I'm not sure he had the lead at that point. I think the Tigers scored in the top or, or the bottom of the fifth, and the, the Royals scored in the top of the sixth. They got the uh, they got the single run there, and uh, I may be I'm, I, I may be wrong. I might have my innings mixed up. Uh, but then he came out and pitched the sixth. I thought, wow, wow, okay, okay. Especially uh, like the
1: day after with Duffy, right? Um, the, right. You know, they they pulled him after five and. What was it? he was at 83, 84 pitches, something like that, right? Keller was over that. Yeah, I'm looking at it here the, uh the Tigers got him one in the third, one in the fourth. Um, you know, and then obviously that means none in the fifth or sixth. Royals gave him the lead in the top of the fifth. Um, so he, he could have got gotten there after five. Um, you know, it got, with the it had win. The win. it had the win, right? Yeah, whatever that's you know, uh, that's important to them. You know, that's important to pitchers. It is. Uh, I'm talking about confidence and all that, so. Okay, but Mike, and, and this is another thing, though, right? With with, with Matheny, um, you know, this is a, a theme of the show today, right? With with Mike, but um, he's making all the right moves, you know, and and he's got a group that that really believes in him and believes in each other. I mean, it, it, they they have all the characteristics of of, of a team with a you know a, a, a highly performing manager.
0: That belief thing is real too in baseball, especially when it's in every. The everyday sport of baseball. You have come to the ballpark confident. Uh, that that means everything to, to this yeah. team. And uh, I that's what I thought um, I thought they were going to be in trouble on Monday. I thought the Tigers look they they've had they had some success earlier in the year. They're a proud organization. They got a Cabrera. They've got some veterans, and I just thought okay enough. They're going to say enough is enough. We're going they're, they're going to take advantage of, of a struggling Royals pitcher, and they still didn't get it done. And I just thought, wow, that, that that win that win impressed me a lot. But, but I do agree with you. I think when we look back, if, if this success continues uh, for the Royals, we'll look back at the final game of the Tampa Bay series, and I think the second game of that White Sox set when they when they went to, you know, they won the four three game in extra innings at Chicago. You know, early earlier in the year, those are just two two victories among the fourteen that really stand out right now for me. Um, Opening day as well. Yes, opening day, falling behind huge and coming back and, and winning that game. So, uh, so uh, Jacob Junis tonight uh, against, uh, against the Pirates in Pittsburgh. And um, uh, so, hey, let's bring in Lynn Worthy just for sort of a final word on um, – uh, maybe get an update on the Salvador Perez injury. Hey, Lynn, how you doing? Good. Can you guys hear me? We yeah, got man. you. You, su- you sound like you're using public transportation. Uh, <laughs> I think Lynn's in the airport. Meanwhile, okay, this is Mike Matheny on Salvador Perez's injury. That Was it the play at
2: the plate where Salvi saw the jab the thumb there? Is that what happened? And then was he just feeling it again on swings? Or what prompted you guys to take him out?
0: Yeah, you had it right there. Uh, first of all, that was a really good play. Uh, Nicky didn't give him a good throw, but it was the exact right play to make. He was trying to cut him down at home. Might have had a little bit more time than what he thought. A really nice pick by Salvi on the back end. And uh, unfortunately, as he applied the tag, it just pushed his thumb back a little bit. He feels uh, we've got everything looked at. Uh, they, they believe this is uh, it's going to be a day-to-day thing that he'll, he should be fine with, but uh, just needed to get him out so we could get him a, a better look. Okay. Hey, we got Lynn Worthy back. Um, Lynn is making his way from Detroit to Pittsburgh, and we just heard from Mike Matheny, Lynn, from the the question that you asked him yesterday about the Salvador Perez update. I'm wondering if if, if Mike had anything more to say about that today.
2: As of right now, he is penciled in the lineup, so they're optimistic that he'll be able to play today. Um, that could change once they get to the ballpark. They still haven't, you know, gone to the park yet. They're playing tonight, but um, as of right now, he's penciled in, so they think Salvador's going to be able to give it a go a catcher uh yeah i believe so wow so So, i mean again the lineup hasn't officially come out but uh that's that's what it was looking like as of you know uh, whatever time it is this morning (laughs)
0: okay yeah yeah well very good hey lynn um we're gonna we're soon gonna wrap it up but let me just uh let's let's just get your thoughts on on general thoughts on this team, what's been going right and what's the, you know, you're with them. I know you're not in the clubhouse because nobody's in clubhouses besides the players and team personnel anymore, but you're close to the team and uh, uh, the, the mood just has to be uh, as, as, as good as it can possibly be right now.
2: Yeah, and it's and, and, and you know, I, uh, we wrote about it this morning, just the fact that for them it was important to get off to the start because they haven't had that and because they haven't even individual guys who have won, they won other places. These guys haven't won together. And so to get out of the gates the way they have, I think, is a big thing for their confidence. And, um, you know, I think they just really are feeling like, uh, you know, they're finding different ways to win. Like they still don't feel like they're playing as well as they should, but the fact that they've, you know, they've had some games where they've put up some big numbers offensively, they've had pitchers come through and just be lights out. I think that that the fact that they've won in different ways is really – Just added to that confidence.
0: Yes, and 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 being undefeated in one-run games is is huge for them. And uh, and one of the themes that uh, of this show today, and Sam and I've talked about, is Mike Matheny seems to be making all the right moves. Right, Uh, pushing a lot of right buttons, getting uh, uh, if it if it's we're talking about a you know a sixth inning for for Brad Keller yesterday, making the right bullpen moves. um, You know, uh, bunting. Uh, but you know, calling for the sacrifice bunt and and, and getting you know getting runs that way, uh, things seem to be going well for Mike Matheny.
2: Yeah, and 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 you know when when the players are able to execute, then then you look you know really smart. And if the players aren't able to execute, then you know then Melly's is going to rip you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is, and and smile while he's doing it. All right. Hey, Lynn, thanks for checking in. Really appreciate it. Uh, I love the effort, uh, you know, in transit uh, from uh, from uh, Detroit to Pittsburgh to follow base the team with baseball's best record. Sam Mellinger, thanks for hanging around all morning. And uh, thanks to the University of Kansas Health System uh, as, uh, as our sponsor. Thanks to Beth Welsh, our producer. We will be back next Tuesday to talk about perhaps the first-place Royals again. Um, thanks a lot, you guys. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith, Tip of the Cap, Sam Mellinger, and Lynn Worthy for stopping by and talking Royals. Links to their stories can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we got another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass is the online version of the Star Sports section. You get all the stories that appear in the print editions of the Star, plus many more stories that appear only or first on the website. After three months, it auto-renews at $5.99 a month, unless you cancel. It's always a great time to subscribe. As we mentioned many times throughout this show, the Royals have the best record in baseball, Our local colleges are always making news, and of course, it's never not Chiefs season, especially this week with the NFL Draft starting on Thursday. So how do you get this deal? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. Do you want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national sports and news sports and business coverage with the E edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of those offers, you send me an email, bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and I will get you to the right place. So whether it's the sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City, and helping us produce programs like SportsBKC. Thanks for listening and we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode and I bet we talk Chiefs and the draft.